Welcome to Happy Inside, it's Michelle here, bringing you nine years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy and embodied psychotherapy. We're talking about the behavioral and psychological aspects of illness, gut disorders, chronic conditions, chronic stress and anxiety. All those conversations you've been waiting to have are happening here. We are in the thick of spring here in Australia and uh, you might notice just the volume of birds um, throughout this podcast today. There's a lot of trees outside my window here uh, and therefore a lot of birds. So uh, welcome to the sounds uh, of Australian spring. Hands up, who's got is affected by stress that you can acknowledge when I'm stressed or I'm anxious or I'm worrying or there's some major event going on in my life my gut plays up yep so I'm just gonna lay it out nice and simple your gut is meant to be affected by stress It's designed to be biologically it is wired that way so no more getting cranky about it. Your poor gut is doing exactly what it was designed to do, yet you're upset with it for doing that. So we're going to have a look today at why actually being upset at your gut for being upset at your life circumstances and at the number of thoughts going around in your mind and the worry and stress and anxiety is just plain unfair to your gut and to your body. So let me show you how it works. I'm going to go back in time. Imagine that you are living in a tribe. Life was much more simple back then. Come with me on a holiday <laughs> where we don't have technology and you know, so much multitasking. It's just one thing at a time. Uh, just moving through the day, waking up with the sun, going down with the sun, just nice and basic. Now, when we lived in tribes, uh, there were, of course, threats to our survival or threats to our existence. Uh, let's use a wild animal as one of those major threats. So we're in our tribe, uh, we have no shelter around us, and a lion approaches our camp. Now before we cognitively recognize that lion as in the cognitive part of our brain behind our forehead, the old part of our brain, the primal part, the fight and flight system at the back of our skull has already recognized that threat and that danger. And within a millisecond, it sends a message to the amygdala, which is the fear center of your brain. And it says to the amygdala, I need you to get on board right now to save this person's life. Right now. So the amygdala is extremely compliant. It never says, 
you know, I'm taking a nap, um, I'm busy, I'll get back to you in five minutes, or, hey, you gave me a false reading last time, uh, I'm just going to check this situation out for myself. It doesn't do that. It's compliant. It just says, right, I'm on board. And its onboarding job is to pump stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, norepinephrine into your body in a millisecond for the purpose of increasing your heart rate, so pumping blood around the body really quickly and increasing the capacity at which your lungs are taking in oxygen to match that blood flow around the body. Its objective here is survival, not just comfort, but actual survival, whether you're going to live or die in this situation. It has no (laughs) gray area in between. So it's working really hard. So from the moment you've seen that lion, it's been a millisecond from when the primal part of your brain um, recognized what was happening, sent a message to your amygdala, and the amygdala is now pumping stress hormones throughout your body. This is a millisecond. If you guys have ever experienced an adrenaline rush or fear, it happens so quickly. And it happens before your prefrontal cortex or the logical part of your brain at the front behind your forehead is able to come on board and even make that determination itself. So survival is really fast. It overrides any cognitive processes. Okay, so you now have (laughs) an incredible amount of adrenaline, cortisol, and norepinephrine pumping through your body. Your heart rate is pumping really hard and fast. Your lungs are expanding really quickly, quite shallow. And there's blood and oxygen being moved into your extremities, so down into your legs, into your arms, so that you have enough resources and strength to either run for your life, that's the flight system, or to fight for it, to have enough energy to stay and strength to stay and fight this lion. Pretty cool, actually. Now, the body is so clever. It's really clever. And it says, because we're talking about survival here, I need to give you the very best shot that I can, which means... I'm going to start gathering resources from other parts of your body to make sure we have basically everything we've got. So it goes into the body and it says, right, which parts of the body do not need to be involved right now, do not need to be functioning in a life-saving capacity? And one area of the body that uses a lot of resources is your entire gastrointestinal tract. It's a huge organ. I mean, it takes up a lot of your torso, essentially. And your body's so clever. It says, right now, (laughs) we need to save your life. We don't need to digest yesterday's dinner. So it does one of two things. It says... I'm either going to empty the contents of the digestive tract really quickly, so nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or I'm just going to shut the digestive system off immediately. 
so that there's no function. So by emptying it really quickly, it says, okay, it's empty, it's done, it doesn't need to do anything anymore. Or by shutting it off, it just jams it up and says, okay, we're just stopping, nothing's going to happen in this digestive tract right now because right now we need to save your life, potentially the risk of this lion. So let's say it's a great day and that lion goes, meh, I've had a bit of a sniff around, I'm not that interested, turns around, walks away. Huge sigh of relief. You're now standing there still with massive amounts of stress hormones pumping throughout your system. And shortly, well, actually before that, your cognitive mind says, okay, we're safe, right? Everyone's safe. Everyone's still here. Everyone's okay. Lion's walked away. Then that now sends a message back to your amygdala that says, all is well, we are safe. And the amygdala goes, okay, I can switch off now. So it stops pumping stress hormones into your body. Then your body goes back into homeostasis. It finds its natural state again of rest and relaxation and everything comes back on board. So your digestive processes again will come back online and start working. So this is pretty fascinating, right? When we think about it this way, wow, my body is so clever and so invested in my survival making sure that I live through this moment, that it intervened on processes in my body and specifically here in my digestive tract so that it could take those resources and use them with the parts of my body that are required for survival. I reckon... Every time I share that story, I'm amazed. It is, it is such an incredible system that works on our behalf because we don't apply this cognitively. This is an unconscious, primal, instinctive process that happens within our human body. And when we can begin to appreciate that, then we realize, oh, okay, first of all, I accept the fact that my body is meant or my gut is meant to be affected by stress. It's meant to be. I mean, that's an acute stress, right? But it is designed to be because it's trying to save my life. So if I can remember that instead of getting angry with my digestive tract, then I'm halfway out of its way. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. You're going, hang on, we live in 2020, you know, unless we go to the zoo or on a safari in um, Africa, there is no lions. Correct. Our lions are mortgages, jobs, children, families, COVID, uh, responsibilities, multitasking, social media, you know, everyday stress. These are our lions now. So we live in a state of stress. It might not be that acute, but it's more chronic. So we have heightened stress levels all the time. And the body still responds somewhat the same. 
it still thinks there's some kind of threat. So whenever it's pumping stress hormones into the body, it's using resources from other places. And one of those places is your digestive tract. So it's not your digestive tract that's the problem here (laughs) or the place that needs to be attended to necessarily. It's the stress levels. It's life, right? We have to go back to the source. What is it that is activating my stress response? This is a place of curiosity and empowerment, Because I know, I've been working with you guys for 10 years and I know that you feel really disempowered and helpless and hopeless around your gut symptoms. I hear a lot of, I'm trying the best I can, I'm doing everything that I can. I know you've seen (laughs) every practitioner under the sun and you're still experiencing symptoms. And that's why... I am so fortunate to work with a number of practitioners who recognize the role of stress in gut disorders and refer you along to me because this is a piece of the pie that isn't often looked at and in the normal or, or, you know, narrow medical model, it's definitely um, not taken into account. But I tell you, it is a big factor here. And, you know, your symptoms might have started from a parasite or some gut dysbiosis. You might have had some SIBO or you um, had food poisoning when you were overseas or even just at home. And it kind of snowballed because then you never got better. It completely changed your um, gut bacteria levels, put everything out of balance And then you kind of went down this slippery slope. And along that slippery slope was also the slippery slope of uh, stress and worry and the unknown about your symptoms. What's happening here? They now become a massive focus in your life. And that focus then becomes a source of stress. I've seen it. It happens all the time. It may be that your symptoms actually began from a source of stress. You know, maybe you had a major life event, a death in the family, a marriage breakup, um, you know, a crisis of some sort in your life uh, and your gut was affected and you never had an opportunity to attend to it in a way that can kind of switch off that activation that's happening. And so now you end up with all these gut symptoms, and that can actually, you know, put your uh, microbiome out of whack, and then you can end up, you know, through processes like then you've had to eliminate foods from your diet, and um, yeah, everything goes pear shaped, and suddenly you now have um, an imbalance in your gut flora or SIBO or something of that sort, food intolerances that you never had before. Um, that you need to look into. And again, going back to a source of stress, it's a huge one. So we want to remove the sources of stress or at least attend to them, to know what they are and to resolve them. Because when we can attend to those, it stops activating your stress response. And when your stress response isn't activated, then it's not going to affect your digestive tract. 
So this is what I really want you to take from today. That your gut is designed to be affected by stress. Just feel the tension kind of melt out of your shoulders when you realize that. It's designed to be, guys. And it puts you in that place of empowerment because if you know, oh, my gut's designed to be affected by stress, then I don't have to turn myself inside out and back the front trying to figure out what's going on with my gut in the first place. I've got a clearer idea right now, which means I have one objective here. My goal is to attend to that stress. It's really narrowed things down, right? (laughs) That's what we want, simplicity. Just like one thing to work at. We're just taking the complexity away at the end of the day. And we can absolutely attend to stress, anxiety, worry, food anxiety, um, you know, bathroom availability, bowel movement, hypervigilance, all those things that I know are a part of your gut symptoms, then we can attend to those. That's not your story for the rest of your life. There's a way out. I guarantee you it looks hard to you right now, but it's not hard. That's why I'm here. I'm here to make it simple for you and to kind of walk beside you on the road out. Hey, it's me again. Thank you so much for taking the time today to foster a happy inside for yourself. There's a few other ways that you can engage, you can get in contact. Uh, I'll be quick. There's the ratings and reviews for both the podcast that you're listening to now and the Happy Inside iPhone app. You can also jump on to the website, happyinside.com.au sign up for the newsletter, see the links for Facebook and Instagram pages, and also book one-on-one consultations with me, which are exclusively online across the world. I'm right here for you.